Hello and welcome to another episode of This Particular Album is Very, Very Important to Me. I'm Deborah Tarika. And I'm Joel Spence. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them and here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional connections. Great and not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. We did it. Hello, Deb. Hi, Joel. I just got a text from Michael Cassidy. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Well, there goes our small talk. <laughs> Should we get into... Moving on. <laughs> I feel like we did it. Uh, we did great. This particular song is very, very important to me. And we'll start with uh, Night Shift. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, so this song, you can just start playing it right away because it's a long song. Okay. I picked a long song. So this is Lucy Dacus, and the song is called Night Shift. The first time I tasted somebody else's spit I had a coughing fit I, I tend to do old songs. My songs are always old, at least 10 years old, I think, for the most part. And so this season I was like, you know what? I want to get a couple current songs in here to show that I'm still relevant. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this is a song that came out on an album last year, and I am in love with this song. This album, the entire album is so good, but this song, Night Shift, is, um, I I think it was like, it it really like put her on the map with uh, music. It's from her second album, but this is the first I'd ever heard of Lucy Dacus. And her voice is perfect and this song is like it is a really slow beautiful build a lyric that passed us by am i here to punch you in the teeth she there's a lot of i feel like this is like a really good breakup song again i'm not great with lyrics but she has like a lot of that where she's like should i just call you a bitch and leave you like yeah oof there's like a lot of can't imagine what am i supposed to do here right yeah do i punch you in the teeth do i call you a bitch and leave <laughs> You okay. tell me. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it up to you. Pay for my coffee and leave before the sun goes down. Walk for hours in the dark, feeling all hell. like this she's part of um she's she's a solo artist but also part of a super group called boy genius okay um that has phoebe bridgers and i have to look it up uh julian baker and this album their album came out this year or last year as well in 2018 and is also really good and in in my like attempts to stay relevant like i steal a lot of music from my husband because 
he... I was just about to ask, what is your source for new music? usually him. It's filtered through him. But I do try and listen to, like, some music podcasts as well. Oh, wow. (laughs) Is that, like, is that weird to have a music podcast and listen to music podcasts? No, it's (laughs) probably That's more than I ever did in the seven years (laughs) of Uncharted. (laughs) Congrats. Thank you. Also, I just uh, signed up for, like, the free Spotify account. (laughs) The Columbia Records uh, pay one penny and get... (laughs) I used to love those. Not the records themselves that came, but the the sheet with a list of albums that I would just circle all the ones I wanted. Same here. It was like the Sears catalog for Christmas. Oh, so good. And then never got them because I was so afraid of scams. I think my parents were horrified because they went all in on it once. And I think they each did it, which made my brother and I had the opportunity to get like eight albums each or something like that. And I bought at age nine about four or I got I ordered about four ACDC albums <laughs> as a nine-year-old and my parents were like when have you expressed any interest in this band and you're nine that's uh, amazing and it was the same album <laughs> it was back in black four times <laughs> that feels like something I would do where I'm like I love this album so much I have to have it again <laughs> I'm gonna wear each one of those out <laughs> oh it gets kind of a- aggressive it builds yeah I like that it's the, like the thing is like, uh, you've got a nine to five, so I'll take the night shift. It's just such a oh. good line. Have you seen her live? I have not, but I'd really like to. I've watched like her on Tiny Desk, the Tiny yeah. Desk series. Um, but yeah, I think she'd be amazing live. Do, do you feel like you have getting, how does new music get in? front of you um i sometimes through scott but i uh because if you try to have a premium i was prompted to have a premium um account on spotify and yeah. so there's a a new music friday gotcha and if if i like something then that gets put into my own list oh cool that's yeah, smart that's the best way to do but it but since doing who charted i have been less up on new stuff and just made a playlist for the first time last night. Oh, yeah? And it's been forever, and it was so fun. Mm. Noodling with um, where how it's, like, order. Yeah. Order is important. I do a lot I of shuffle, order, but order is very yeah, important. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I was curating an order because it's a, you know, it's at this event that, you know, we're doing, I'm doing to, uh, tomorrow, which is a Time's Up AAPI sort of breakfast lunch. Oh, okay. And so I, it was songs with uh, Asian uh, female vocalists. Uh-huh. Very so cool. So I was just like having fun with like That's cool. putting stuff together. You got Karen O in there. You got Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down. You've got, you know, you've got Moana. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> what, uh, did you discover new any new music yeah, through making this list yeah i definitely did and i was like oh wow i don't know about this band uh who did i discover um uh oh japanese breakfast i've never heard of it i feel like i've heard of japanese yeah uh uh i think it's mainly the singer in the band um but i i was just up in seattle for the asian american film fest and she and ruby ibarra who i'm a fan of uh She's a Filipino rapper. Uh, they were playing the opening night party. And I was like, oh, I was basically too drunk to pay attention to, to her at that time. But then when I was looking people up, I'm like, oh, Japanese breakfast. I was vodka drunk. And I'm like, Let me hear her. Let me hear her now. And I was like, this is good. Oh, that's cool. This is a good song. Like uh, yeah, there's a song called uh, Roadhead that I highly recommend. Okay. <laughs> 
I'll check it's it It's about out. giving somebody a haircut while they're driving. <laughs> and she's Asian, so it's a bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I laughed at that. <laughs> I okay. know. I don't. Okay. I know we, uh, we don't like to timestamp, but... Um, I was looking through what else came out in 97, and uh, uh, The Prodigy is the band, and Firestarter is the song, and Keith Flint, who is the is the frontman, dynamic frontman of this band, who passed away recently. Yes. And when I think of The Prodigy, I think of Keith Flint. It was such a weird song for me to like, I think, in the 90s, because I was a little bit more uh, guitar-oriented, I suppose. But I also just loved the craziness of this this guy. Do you remember this? I, I really remember this. It, it, it makes you think of, like... Um Eng- English cinema at the time too like uh, it makes me think of uh, Run Little Run's not English but it makes me think of like the train, train spotting and yes. that yeah. whole like uh, not s- posh England like rage dance music yes. yeah I'm sure I've heard running. it in the context of running. those yes. yeah. <laughs> running through the streets of- yeah after causing some sort of destruction <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the, f- I Scott, I forget what our. It's been so long, but like I feel like one of me and Scott's makeout sessions in his green Camry. Mm. In- <laughs> what year? What, I want what year Camry because I want to picture this. There's been some huge changes in the line. There of Camry. has, there has, <laughs> <laughs> there has been. No, so no, I think it would be around like year nine, year ninety seven, ninety eight, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a couple years older so we started dating um in 99 so that. so that <laughs> like that long I, I it's thought, that long wow. so we started dating in 99 so maybe he got that car used <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? still in good shape solid still car so- he has a He's black camry it. now oh, okay. that's like yeah. two models he doesn't that he he doesn't he care on. about cars yeah yeah he owns that car. He barely, you know, we're just driving to Earwolf and back. So <laughs> yeah. like, he's good. Different makeouts in that car, though. Different makeouts. It's so different. But now. yeah, this was a this was a makeout. <laughs> <laughs> this that's, was a makeout. That's song. really funny. He was probably wearing um, uh, non-prescription glasses with uh, yellow lenses. <laughs> Such a Camry uh, pair of glasses, I think. That's so funny. Such a Camry. <laughs> such a Camry. Man, such a Camry. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty intense. It's funny to make out to I'm the fire starter. <laughs> and I think it was it's either like, that or smack my bitch up, which I don't know. <laughs> it's our On song. repeat? It's our song. On repeat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's sort of like if there's one person saying I'm the fire starter and you're both making out, I think you're both thinking that you are the I'm I'm the fire starter in this relationship. <laughs> yeah, of course so you it's are. this no, I'm the fire starter. 
the director guy? Um, Richie. Guy Richie. So it's almost a yeah, yeah. Guy like Snatch or like those yeah, kind of yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Hello, listeners. Thanks once again for tuning in. If you're digging this podcast, please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review. Deborah and I love doing this show, and good reviews help us continue to bring fun guests and great albums to you. Special thanks to those of you who already have rated and reviewed. You know who you are, we know who you are, and we're looking forward to reading some new ones. And now, back to the program. Our guest, Kulap Vlysak, is, is a showrunner, writer, director, documentarian from Egan, Minnesota. <laughs> Oh, there's going to be lots of Minnesota references. District 196. Kaboom! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she always wears that cap with that on it. Um, Creator and showrunner of Bajillion Dollar Properties. Creator, director, and subject of forthcoming or current coming. (laughs) Either way. Currently coming, baby. Uh, Origin Story, which is soon to be or right now available on Amazon. And the host of Who Charted until its finale in 2018 and has dated Scott Ackerman since <laughs> 1998 or 9. 99. 99. Kulap, welcome to the uh, podcast, if that I is think, your real name. Have you that ever been intro that name. way? Um, uh, you know, it, y- no, I have not. <laughs> Good. That was... Um, and today, I, I, I really appreciate this novel experience. <laughs> Wait till you see the outro. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Kulab, what particular album is very, very important to you? Why, I have chosen Janet Jackson's The Velvet Rope. Great. Um, so tell me, tell us, where were you? What was going on? So it came out October 1997. I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And so that's the fall. And I don't know if I knew then that I was for sure going to be in LA by mm. June or July. Did you come out immediately? Immediately, oh days God. after graduation. I'm in high school. I'm in an oppressive uh, home situation. Mm. I'm looking for ways out. I'm thinking LA's the place for mm-hmm. me or, or New York, but uh, I don't want to take the SACTs. I just want to take them SATs. <laughs> and that leads me soon to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in downtown LA. Wow. Mm. Did you know people out here? Nope. Okay. I wanted out that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you need to have a college or a school to go to in order to get out or could you have just like was that part of the deal I think that was the that's what I thought was the acceptable route yeah and I didn't think about it otherwise yeah um I knew I wanted to go far <laughs> yeah that's <clears throat> I far to go far yeah so this is Egan High school, 1998, majority white, uh, large class, probably over 450 in my graduating class. Minnesota's a great place to grow up. It's it's Midwest, but there are some, while certainly conservative, there are some, there is some diversity, but, um, and being, you know, in the suburbs of St. Paul, really close to to the Twin Cities. 
when this album came into your life, so this was fall of senior year. Um, Which is like a crazy time too. Sorry yeah. to cut you off, but like the beginning yeah, of your senior year, it's like the beginning of the end. Yeah. In a like really, I wanted to get out of high school too, and I was in a very different way, but like it was like the beginning of the end. Yeah, and I think so. I had struggled with like, well, I mean, I think more struggles of with identity would, would be to come, but I think I'd sort of finally by senior year felt like, I've always felt like the other, but I kind of felt like I had figured out some inroads into groups. I mean, I've always wanted to assimilate since I was young, but like through uh, kind of opening up and having, doing more activities like theater and speech and, you know, there were just like more relationships that kind of, I didn't have at like the beginning of high school. Mm -hmm. So there was also like, wow, like, I'm there's like more friendships and but now there's change there's yeah. imminent change on it on the horizon mm. and were you a Janet Jackson fan before yeah I think always always and this is a departure this like this this album was a departure for yeah, her yeah so she underwent some sort of uh, breakdown breakdown yeah before this album and also like I'm just I was trying to think of like there are themes in this um, album that were kind of, were taboo at the time, and certainly for someone of her stature. Yeah, and she wasn't like at the time like Madonna, you know, uh, necessarily breaking many sort of social mores or like you know like. And Madonna was always the exception to the rule because people yeah. expected that of her yeah. anyway, and were waiting for whatever she was going to do next. But here, there's like themes of like homosexuality, sexuality, like. I think as a little kid, maybe I didn't realize it, but her exploring like depression and sadness and like loss, Mm -hmm. um, very intimate. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting because like that's, only now starting to like with especially with sexuality stuff like only now starting to truly feel normalized in music or at least like in in what i'm starting to like or what i'm absorbing of queer is uh, you know just being like that spectrum is like Mm -hmm. normal now in that way and like back then it was so it still felt scandalous for a woman to be singing about another woman yeah. uh, in that way, or like for her to just be like kind of, I'm I'm wherever I want to be mm-hmm. in sexuality mm-hmm. versus like just singing about a man. Like there, it, it's, this, yeah, it's this refreshing. Yeah, this didn't feel manipulative. It felt like it was a real honest record. It wasn't like, oh, she's going through her sex period kind oh, of. Oh yeah, or like um uh, the the Katy Perry first yeah. song, you know, where it's like, I kissed a girl, like it's different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not exploitative. Exploitative? Exploitative? Yeah, 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 I think that's the word I was looking for. It's just what she's going through versus like, look what I'm doing. Yeah. So I had a lot of responsibility growing up. Um, like I did all of like the family's laundry and then like clean the house and stuff. So um, watching BT and MTV videos while I was like folding laundry. So I, mm-hmm. you know, that's a lot of probably why I know Prodigy too was because you know that's what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. 
I watched a lot of TV, but I, in particular, was like watching videos and stuff. I was folding laundry today, listening to this album. Hey, <laughs> it's great laundry folding. Music. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, I do like this album. I think it, 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 it. I warmed up to it, um, and then sort of felt hard for it today. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I don't know what it was. Happy. I think it was just it, having it be with me as I'm doing all these tasks. There's not, um, every song is kind of groovy, but nothing is, I don't know, it feels like a complete vision to me. And, and a full album. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, definitely. Do you remember the first song you heard? I think I got upon it, but it's the one that the happy song about her friend dying. Yeah, uh, together again. It's <laughs> yeah, great. yeah. There are times when I look above and beyond. There are times when I feel I knew the hits off of this one. I didn't know the album super well. Janet Jackson's always been like in the background for me. Like I've always known of her and known what she's kind of up to but she's never purchased what did you say she'll always she's be... always been your background yeah, yeah. Five, five feet from fame yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did great, you, documentary. Like... great documentary great documentary it it's, it's very good okay so like in seventh grade i remember when like three of the popular girls came into french class wearing all black because kurt cobain died and I sort of knew who he was. Yeah. Because at that time, I'm like listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm more of a Tupac. Like that That was sort of me growing up. It was yeah. like pop and hip hop R&B like was sort of my my wheelhouse. Yeah. And then didn't get into like alt rock until I moved to LA. I would say it's almost like the reverse for me because it was like Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, like all yeah. that stuff. I th and for, it's whoever I was surrounded with. Whoever yep. I was surrounded by. Like... I went to a junior high that was like primarily white and like that was it. And we all wore uniforms. Like it was all very like, yeah, Nirvana was, was, yeah, I don't know. I have yeah, no like point meanwhile, to that story, I, I was like in the first step team of Egan High School yeah. and it was again, predominantly white, but like that was where all like, it was me, it was black girls me, one white girl, and a South Korean uh, transfer student. Wow. <laughs> that was the step team. <laughs> What's a step team? Um, it's like, uh, uh, like, I'm going to just do it for you. But instead of cheerleading. <laughs> she just slams. Yeah. And it, so it's a type, you, you, it, it's predominantly in black colleges, but okay. like like Howard and stuff. But it's basically a dance performance that's really percussive on your body and okay. on the ground. Yeah. So um, we, for some reason, my high school, like the, the really popular girls were in dance team and the cheerleaders were like not like mm. they weren't and then so then there was i guess a, a space to be filled with step team that's for a couple seasons that's cool <laughs> and so i was a part of that you can still do it that was cool yeah i can do yeah. i can do some moves that's cool <laughs> uh get that girl camry and... <laughs> and let her go right <laughs> a sidewalk and a camry and she's good to go uh so was that was that fun for you being on that squad or was yeah it, uh, yeah, yeah it was definitely fun 
Those are, yeah, that was my early high school. Um, I think that was freshman, sophomore okay. year. And then I got into, I think I got into theater, junior, senior year, theater Same and speech. Right. Yeah. Um, so did you feel like, what did you say about uh, when you, in senior year, you found, is it more friendships with in this world? Is that what you more said? Groups. Yeah, I feel like maybe there was, yeah, more, I don't know, it felt, it felt like, yeah, there, I was a part of more groups. Yeah. Um, I felt like I could, like, because I don't want to say, because of course, I mean, for many years beyond that, I was very self-conscious and worried about how other people thought of me. But I guess maybe I felt more accepted yeah. by my peers. Yeah. I mean, to brag, I was voted funniest female in my senior year. Were you? And was it called the Seinfeld Award? It was. <laughs> it was That's called the Seinfeld you Award. You should brag about. <laughs> Worth bragging It's framed. About. That printout is framed. <laughs> You're at the table with the voted funniest male senior year. I feel like male, you were not sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one you weren't sure about. I can't about. remember what yeah, the designation was. Yeah, what species was I? Male. Male, okay. Wow. Uh, and wow. Deb? Yearbook editor. <laughs> oh, you had control. You were best everything. We did, I don't think we did superlatives. Every school I went to was weird in its own way, but my high school was so tiny yeah. that may, maybe we did them, but... It was a private school too, right? It was a private you were wearing school. Uniform, so well, that maybe. was junior high. It, it, I actually both schools because junior high I left because it was I hated it, and then high school wasn't uniforms until my senior year, where oh. they switched the name of the wow. school and then we had to wear uniforms, and I was furious. It was called uniform school. <laughs> it was called uniform school. <laughs> and it was. What did you they had change? To buy it? Their they changed it yeah. from Landmark to Westmark. That they changed the name of the school. So I technically graduated from Westmark, but I. That went it to feels landmark. stupid. Yeah. yeah, I went to Landmark. Forum. Exactly. <laughs> I honestly think that's probably why they changed the name. Oh, really? If I had to guess uh, from Landmark to Westmark, because mm-hmm. it was probably oh. being grouped in in a certain way. Although, one of my, actually, I don't think she was my teacher, but a teacher from the school, after I graduated, invited me. I thought we were like going to dinner, and I was like, that's fun. Sure. I'll, I think it was, her, her, it was Miss DeCola. I, I can't remember. Uh, and she it she took me to something like that. Oh, not cool. And I and so like not cool. even at that age, I was like, "This is fucking weird." What are we talking about? She here? took me to like what's a step team? <laughs> Landmark form is like it's it's a cult, right? It's, it's a business cult. A, is it really? Yeah, it really is. is. Like an MLM. I, mean, I don't know. I'm looking to you as the expert. Yeah. Like, I um, mean, look, my would my sister-in-law who's in it want me to call it a cult no okay gotcha um of course not but a, a pyramid scheme type thing? a little i mean it, it is in, in, in the sense of i'm gonna get so many texts about live tweets about this <laughs> but i'm here i go i'm gonna keep doing here it here we go hold on everybody um you know there is uh there are classes in literature and to um move on t- up the levels uh-huh. you have to invite other people to join and you're uh paying uh the more people that you invite it's less expensive. Gotcha. Um, it's, yeah, there's certainly levels. Did you watch levels. The Americans? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Never mind. What is The Americans? <laughs> <laughs> Cafe Gratitude is a is a landmark forum business. People who gotcha. have gone through that system oh. have mm. had look have a great business. 
you listen to this album did it give you strength encouragement did it uh yeah and i also i remember coming to la and listening to it a lot as well um and i i mentioned before i didn't know anybody here uh the the fashion institute or fit um connected me um they didn't have dorms but they would sort of uh kind of coordinate students to to roommate with one another right um, in gotcha. the apartments nearby. So there'd be like a two-bedroom, two-bath, and there'd be four girls in the apartment. Two-bedroom, two-bath, four girls. Yeah, so you'd split a room with a girl. Wow. Um, so that was kind of my experience. So certainly for the first year of being in L.A. without a car, downtown, no And downtown nobody. in 1998 is very different <laughs> from downtown now. It's like, Times, it's like Times Square in the 80s yes. kind of thing. And yeah. coming from Minnesota... I was like, I can walk wherever at any time, right. no big deal, and learn the hard way, and not too hard though, um, yeah. that I could not do it. Where yeah. I was just like, I need, I, there, this feels like I want to walk out. There's too many girls in my space. Yeah. Let me just walk around, and there's too many near misses, and That's so a scary. car, as I'm walking, feeling a car just like come by me. Yep. I'm like, oh no, this is bad. And then one time, a cop car just happened to go right in front of it and park it, and I just <laughs> boom, boom, taken off. That's, I'm and like, that's, that's that. Like, yeah, I I worked down there, like a, a production job in like 2003 or four, and even then, that's the only time I've ever run a red light coming home yeah. from like a 4 a.m. 2 a.m. something something super late, and then just being stopped at red light and going like, no. Uh uh-uh. uh, and like had to run the red light because I was day, like, turn yourself is... in. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is my confession. <laughs> and I've lived like... with that this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's like, for uh, that's a yeah. lot. It was. I didn't know what I. You certainly didn't know. I remember asking what I was getting into. I remember the questions I asked the um, the person at Fitum. Um, I was like. Oh. I remember mainly focusing on like, well, what what's the smog like, and <laughs> what about them earthquakes, <laughs> and then like not really like you know thinking about what the surrounding. You know, I'm like right. it, it, the, the thought process is like it's downtown LA. If you didn't ever, it, when you just think of downtown, like downtown Minneapolis, that's so like filled central, with life. Yeah. yeah, and at that, I mean, truly just business hours, and then just like apocalypse yeah yeah yeah. like it's deserted deserted and quiet and like i remember one time i was like i shouldn't get a taser right i don't think i'm responsible (laughs) enough to have a taser (laughs) you keep keep designing taser holders (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and it was in, in in those beginning months as i'm like trying to figure out a job situation yeah which oh yeah I've worked since I was 14 and, and been able to get a job really quickly and like just figuring out how I'm going to survive once I moved out here. And, you know, so the song, yeah, you know, like just listening to the song and feeling and listen to this album, I think really just by myself. Something. And yeah, just, yeah. I can't believe this wasn't a hit. Like this wasn't this released is a as a single. This is a very good one. Yeah.
this is like ahead of its yeah maybe because I was also thinking like in 97 like I was unironically into Jiggy with it yeah you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. like I'm just I, thinking I don't even about feel music. like irony was with music was a thing even because I listened to Britney Spears but I listened to like when it would come on the radio I'd be like oops not like singing along oops but like oops I'm gonna <laughs> listen to this song because it's on but if like a friend got in the car I would never mm. like I would I, I would have my sublime on <laughs> <laughs> and listeners and Mrs. Uh, Tarika as you know uh, sub- was it sublime no smash mouth oh sorry <laughs> Bringing it up the loss of her virginity that she revealed to everybody during, and her mom. During not this. during Smash, Smash Mouth. Not during Smash Mouth, but, <laughs> and this will give you your the context of when, it was playing on the radio when I got out of the car, and then it was playing on the radio again when I got Afterwards. back in the car. It was not a Camry. <laughs> she realized. It, makes, it was not in a car. I'm making that very clear. It was not <laughs> okay. in a car. Yeah, yeah, it was but it was like playing like on my way there and the then car, on my way yeah. leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it was just like constantly on the radio. So yeah. that my strongest memories of that horrible day. So listeners, you can pinpoint the time when Deborah Tariq lost I thought virginity. you were making a joke of how fast he was. <laughs> <laughs> In one play, I mean, all-star. It was high school. <laughs> and you were like, gotta go. <laughs> it same. Was it was the same version, the same one play. It was during the fade. During the fade at the end, in defense of him. <laughs> you left the doors open. <laughs> I gotta hear the end. <laughs> This was the other single, right? I just remember. Yes, because I knew this one too. Yeah. Let me look it up. I like her. I always like her slower ones. Yeah, that's, that's what I always connected with. Although, like, uh, not on this album, but like, if. Yep. So good. Her voice is so interesting to me because it, it does have, she can do fireworks with it, but it always seems so delicate and fragile. Have you ever seen her live or? God, that was a great, I wonder if I have. I don't know if I have actually. But I kind of know what you're saying because like she dances so hard, but there is a, a in per, like, so there's a strength there, but there is a fragility yeah. to her and her brother really. Yeah, um, yeah. Even though there's such. Tito. <laughs> Tito. I like how you. Tito. Tito. Yes, this was a single. Okay. So.
there's a um she does a cover of uh do you like tonight's the night yeah and it's my i didn't know that we could do that as a young person we um we we could cover of another gender yeah Mm -hmm. and it really it blew my little mind and i still in terms of covers i really love this it is it, what, what were you going to say? Uh, well, it's not only... She makes it even more provocative because yeah. she says it's for you and, and you. Might be a threesome, guys. That was my way of suggesting a threesome. <laughs> still not clear to me. It might be a threesome, you guys. <laughs> Could you name everybody? <laughs> It's such a funny person to cover. That's like the crossover between from Janet Jackson and Rod Stewart is like (laughs) so funny to me for some reason, but she does it so well. Yeah. Have you seen the video of this song that Rod Stewart did? No. No. It is... Really creepy. Creepiesville. Oh, no. I mean, these... When we talk about, you know, creepy songs... Yeah. This is in there. <laughs> like... Yeah. You know, the ones where it's like, oh, like, we all sang it, but, like, it sounds like rape. Yeah. This uh-huh. this would go here. This would be in that yes. category, for sure. The video of the Rod Stewart version, you never... It's always shot... Uh, pointed towards him talking to a woman whose face you never see but you see her blonde hair and it's in this it's also him <laughs> well that's right it could be a grip it could be a guy that they were like no that hair is perfect you just yeah. sit right there um and it's awkward and it's yeah it's r- rapey yeah. uh you were in an apartment with three other women um did you connect with them well, and, or were you always trying to escape? Uh, <laughs> I connected with them well. It, you know, it, I felt like there was a common sort of denominator. It was like the girl who stayed in my room always left. And I thought, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, as an older person, I'm like, was it me? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, it seemed like the, the, the one that was in my room was the crazy one and had to go. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> could have been... <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that's, hmm. But also, she was could have been crazy. Well, I mean, crazy. it was so. Uh, to, to, you know, the headline, of course, is my room was the revolving <laughs> door, <laughs> and then uh, uh, everyone, you know, my my who I, I, we keep in contact via um, uh, like social media. Uh, Rachel Reinhardt from Iowa and. Uh, Reese, uh, who still lives in Arizona right now, like the the two that were in the other room, I've stayed connected with. But um, Janielle, was she in my room at first? Maybe she was in my room at the beginning, but she's the reason why I met Scott. Um, She knew his old writing partner, BJ Porter, and I think within the first month, and days, weeks uh, since 
after I moved from Minnesota to LA, we went to a Mr. Show taping. And so, and I didn't know what Mr. Show was at the time. And I was like, this is so funny. I refuse. refuse." (laughs) (laughs) His life began five years after we were taping. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Yeah, I went to a taping and kind of sort of became friends, if you can be friends at that time, like, and then uh, dated a year later. Crazy. So I dated him. I've dated him since I was 19. Did you work at the M bar? I did, with Jamie. I think that's, yeah, where I first met you. Yes. I think years yes. ago. Yeah. The one that, uh, that was on Vine that's no longer? Mm-hmm. That one? Yeah, I um, was trained to be a bartender because none of the male bartenders wanted to work the Monday night open mic. Uh, because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they wouldn't make money, but I did fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did totally fine. That's where I met um, uh, uh, Neil Campbell and, and Paul okay. Rust yep. and Charlene Yee. That's amazing. That was the only. I'm trying to remember when UCB first arrived. It was Embar felt like another. I guess death or. Death Ray started Death Ray in, started in there. Embar, yeah. Yeah, so it was just another alternative place that yeah. was uh, part of the same community in a way. Yeah, because I did a show at El Cid called Garage Comedy, which was like a little right. bit Oh, after. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. That was the other place where I really, I fixed you there at El Cid. Yeah. Or I I think of you, I'm watching you. In Amber there. <laughs> yes, in Amber. <laughs> <laughs> On that flamenco stage. <laughs> yeah. Those are the ones that I had heard about, like, before I, I wasn't into comedy. I didn't start taking classes or really start, like, diving into the comedy community until, like, 2007. But those are the ones I had, I had, I had definitely heard of. They were, like, legendary for, yeah, uh, it was like, like a as time. a time. It was kind of crazy. And, yeah, and then when the, you know, used to be, was thinking about coming out, I remember, like, Walsh would come do the show. And then yeah. Bastard would come do the show. And they're like, yeah, check out this. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. God, you were a little baby back then. Such a baby. It's cool. Young. That's awesome. And now, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> not so much a baby. Still vibrant. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that's my takeaway that I will <laughs> cherish. I think I tell you this every time I oh see you God. where I'm like, you're the most, um, like, you're infectious. You're like, Aww. joy is infectious to be around. I, I think about that every time I'm around you. That's like, oh, it's that's just, nice. you like, beam that energy. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's what how I, I think. Part of I'll tell you again because I forget. Yeah, <laughs> I forget what I tell you or not. <laughs> I think that you you were such a good host. I think on Garage Comedy, I remember you were so positive and so welcoming. Uh, it was great. Are you a lyrics person? Like, do you really listen and, and break down the songs? Yeah, and I also, if I like a song, I am the person that'll play it over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. And then want to sing it. And like, we're mm-hmm. like, Scott's not that way. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't really lock into lyrics. This is like a light candles kind yes. of album. 
That's what I when I was talking about how it's a good. It doesn't go n nuts. It's all it else feels. It all feels kind of nicely contained in your ears. Yeah, yeah, it it's it does feel interior. Yeah. I'm also thinking at that time, I'm not as, you know, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, it's mainly top 40 yeah. radio and Prince, because I'm from Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's kind of what I'm yeah. listening to. And so there is, a, while it is a full, uh, you know, envisioned album, there are styles, there's a variety yeah. of styles that, uh, you know, I think were ahead of its time or certainly new to my ears, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's hard to sampling. I'm like mm -hmm. I, you know, there's she, there's sampling. There's and not just music sampling. Like, like there's sampling of movies and mm -hmm. like stuff like that that I don't think I had the language for. Uh, we were talking. What was the Ben Schwartz's album? It was oh uh, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Yeah, X there's Factor. and that was in when did that come out? That was like '97. Yeah, '97, '98. I think maybe '98. I love that album. It's, a good it's one. so good. I was thinking about that with this too, because of like that time is so big with these side conversations, like these little like speaking interludes yes. between. Yes, that's what it reminded yeah. me. Yeah. And who's the who is she talking to on the phone conversation before? Uh, and before yeah, this one where song. where is the mas the masturbating conversation, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know who she's doing? Uh -uh. I, I think it was just, I looked it up, I, it was, I think it was a friend. Like it was just. It was the 90s, so it might have been Hillary Clinton is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> is this um, is this an album you still go back to? I think it was Tipper Gore. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> I can so be explicit. Tipper. It's so Tipper. <laughs> she's changed. <laughs> I want to be explicit. Uh, um, I... It'll sometimes okay. So uh, my husband, Scott David Ackerman, is a big music guy, and we have so much, so much music. And just uh, before it was CDs, yeah, and yeah. and thousands and thousands of CDs. Yeah. Um, and he, they're in our storage unit, and he has I not seen part them for with years. Them. I want you and him to part with these CDs. Yeah. I have <laughs> so my CD bad. envelopes. Yeah. Still. Yeah. And so now it's um, it's hard drives and hard drives, and so we it's a constant jukebox mm. <clears throat> of just so many on different random, genres, mm -hmm. um, which is awesome and great. Yeah. And he does have certain playlists that he'll create too. But like, yeah, so songs will come up, but it's been rare in terms of like listening to to to, to album listen for me. And like the last one probably was Lemonade, or it was probably. Mm -hmm. Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to think. That was a big event. That was. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's right. It was a big event. <laughs> Perfect uh, way to put it. Yeah. I'm just well, trying to think of other like sort of in terms of like albums. It's it's harder now to like yeah. really just sit down. I mean, it's we uh, we tend to get a lot of our 
album the newer albums on vinyl mm. so it, it is like still easy to listen to at least half an album because you just put it on and like yeah. walk away Do you find that this album, and I think we kind of covered this a little bit, but like, feels very personal to you. Was there, did you ever listen to it with other people? Like, I think I got Scott into this album. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is a really good album. Uh, and it was a little bit like, you like music? I know music too. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Uh, <laughs> What's your favorite band? Say at the same time with me. <laughs> I got him into like R&B and stuff like that. But then he also like would make me a lot. Of, he would make me mixtapes. He would make me mix CDs. That's and they would be like he and then he would. I, I was like, I don't really I know the Beatles. I don't really know the Beatles. So he made me a double mixtape. And he was like, best. Um, and it was still tape, tapes, tapes or like CDs. These were, in, like, I think the, these were CDs. OK, because I feel like I was still maybe that was right around when I stopped making mixtapes was like late 90s. Yeah. That's um, when Alex and I first started dating. He would make me a lot of um, mix CDs that I still listen to. They're still great. And then I, I was like, I want to show him my music, and I made him one. And I think he like listened to it once, and it was like not his cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, All right. Wait, let's pitch what was on that. Um, okay, great. Smash mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Only songs that remind me of like exes. The longest version. <laughs> A live version of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I put like the one where I was like, he doesn't know Ockerville River. So it's called Ockerville. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to put that on there. He's going to love it. And he was like, nah, they're okay. <laughs> but so I did get him into Bell and Sebastian. Street. That's the oh, one. That's I got nice. him into Bell and Sebastian. Cool. Yeah. But everything else that he like, I, I, I needed new music. He didn't. So like, yeah, yeah. it was a lot of right. like me, me taking. That's basically our relationship. I, me taking. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag me take. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I forget who I was talking to the other day. Uh, Scott and I used to go to concerts a lot. And we don't anymore. And I think it's about the current situation we're all in, which is getting older. Yeah. But like, yeah. how, do you guys still go to concerts? Like, it's I, certainly rare, but... Um, my, no, not really. My, uh, so uh, up until... A year and a half like pre-baby yeah yes yeah and then now i i've decided like to be more selective about the concerts i go to but that's also the age i feel and i i think and alex still goes to a bunch and i encourage him to go to a bunch but i have to be a little bit more like really wanting to go like i went to a show um a couple months or like uh like a little bit after having my baby and at the Palladium, which I don't like the Palladium, but it was the National. I'll always go see yeah, the National. Yeah, and like, there's certain bands where like, I will always go see them and the, and it's just not a lot. So like, yeah. Um, but I went and saw that and I was like, I don't like well, this, that's standing. this venue. Yeah. It's just standing and I, I don't want to do it's, that anymore. It, 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 it totally <laughs> affects <wanna>. me. <laughs> but I went when I was pregnant to a couple concerts, which was still like interesting and cool, but it is, it takes a little bit more for me now to want to do it but I, I still I think I like, do find myself like um, willing to spend money that I shouldn't spend to make sure it's worth it to me yeah. at a concert so, so I'm sitting close yes okay yeah um, 
And I've been recently, like I, Will Hines and I, friend of the podcast, Will Hines went uh, <laughs> to Bruce Springsteen. Yes. And and stood in the interior part of the front. Okay. Um, and. Will pointed out that it was like an endurance test, like whether the audience was going to give up or he was going to Bruce Springsteen. Because he stared us down and played for 10 minutes shy of four hours. And oh my God. standing wow. for that long yeah. um, it's a is a lot. lot. It <laughs> sounds so old in no, the current situation is. that we're in. <laughs> um, I think about that too, because even with what I just said about the like, the, I'll still go see the bands I like, it's still me closing myself off. There's very little room for me to like fall in love with a new band and want to go to their yeah. concert. Right. It has yeah. to be like, which is like, it's yeah. it, it's basically going to be like, I, I can list. I'm not. I won't spend all the time listing. But there's there's like limited. It's less than yes. ten yeah. of ones that I will definitely go to, and then the rest I'd have to be like pushed a little bit to go see or. That, yeah. That no, I think you're absolutely right. That's where I'm at. I'm like trying to think like, yeah, I like this band, but am I gonna? Uh, it's hard, but I miss. It makes me feel mad at myself because mm. it makes it. I don't want to concede in certain ways, I but guess. I also don't want to like be fifty and still wearing the clothes I wore when I was twenty. You know, like yeah. I, I like the. I want to adapt as Just I get older, moo-moo. but I also wear the moo moo. Oh, shouldn't I? Wear the moo moo. <laughs> Will Hines, who has this Beatles podcast, that I'm friend a friend of the, of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we he and I've devoted more our lives to a lot to the Beatles in the last two years, to the point where we have to take breaks from it. But Paul McCartney is coming to Dodger Stadium, and I seen Paul McCartney once in the '90s, and it was great. Um, and he and I both came to the same conclusion: of it's we don't have we don't we don't feel like we have to. Part of it is because it's at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. In order to spend that money, that I it's going to be way more. To get close, I'm not sure. Way if I wanna... more, Ooh, way, yeah, way, way, more. way more. I saw yeah. Billy Joel there with Will Hines, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Will Hines. Uh, and like the tickets, we had like not good seats, and those tickets were very expensive. Yeah, for that, yeah. it's crazy. I spent a lot for Beyonce tickets at Doctor yes. Stadium. <laughs> yep, those ticket ma- <laughs> Ticketmaster resale. Oh. So if that gives you an yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was it? Profound was it? Yeah, great? It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, yeah, gotta, I gotta it was go. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and I yeah. think about like Scott. I mean, when Prince went to the forum, remember yeah. that that mm-hmm. stretch of time, that was. I saw I saw him six. Did times. you? That Scott was saw him so eleven. Fun. Like I saw it was so I saw fun. Yeah, that was crying. And every so single one was amazing. Every mm-hmm. performance. So amazing. He's amazing. That was so special. He was amazing. Aw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's our goal. Is, goal is to make you cry. <laughs> so good job, us. <laughs> Uh, I feel like we're getting to yeah. the point of the podcast where we want to talk about what we've learned. What we've learned. I, I can go first. Okay, but it might be the same as mine. Probably not. No, it wasn't because this was explained to me in this podcast. Oh, okay. I, I now know, I learned what a step <laughs> just, team. Just, team. Yeah, there you uh, go. Was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I learned what a step yeah. team was. And yeah. That's, uh, oh, I after the podcast, because it's, it's not interesting to hear, but I will do some moves in your living room to give you the full idea of an intimate show. This Great. will be very cool. I'm looking yeah. forward to this. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of cheated and learned that we were the same age just because I um, looked at your wiki real quick before. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I didn't know you went to fit him. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. That's really interesting. And I didn't know um, that's how you and Scott met. So I think, feel like that's uh, a little bit about you that I learned. I mean, I feel like I've learned a lot. Of, I guess I learned that um, Will Hines is a friend of the podcast. <laughs> good friend of the podcast. Oh, okay. So good I'm learning podcast, even now. Like, yeah, like just like really good friend. Like good. good. Like he could stop by at any moment. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, I learned that we all, uh, you know, are, are in a current circumstance. <laughs> That she'll go ageless. <laughs> Kulop Lysak is a showrunner, writer, director, and documentarian from Egan, Minnesota. She's the creator and showrunner of Bajillion Dollar Properties, and seasons one through four are free and on demand on Pluto TV. She's also the creator, director, and subject of the amazing documentary Origin Story, available on Amazon Prime. And she was the co-host of Who Charted until its finale in 2018. Let's see, on Twitter, at Kulop, that's K-U-L-A-P, Insta, at I-M, Kulop, I-A-M-K-U-L-A-P. Yeah. Kulop, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a delight, you guys. Thank you. It was a light delight. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this particular album is very, very important to me. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at this particular album. Follow us on Twitter at particular album. The show is produced by me, Deborah Tarika, Ryan Middledorf, and everyone at Campfire Media. Artwork by James Mulholland. Music by me, Joel Spence. See you next time. Campfire. <laughs>